This is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. All the way to episode 436 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. Now, if someone is killed, murdered, but then they come back and they're murdered again, but this time by a different person, is that considered a double homicide? (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like a drink over the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany in Belladale. This is Percy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, Hello everyone. Hello. Everybody. She's the spooky season, so why not talk about murder? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Get us all in the mood. Yes. yes, we know who did it. Yeah, we do now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. It had me second guessing myself there for a while, but oh, uh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, here. Uh, we we will we will get to that. So, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, for something new, not a whole lot of news. <laughs> Thankfully, Netflix has uh, come in clutch by letting us know when we're fi- going to get that final season of The Crown. Uh, sooner than you think, actually. Uh, they're going to be releasing it in two parts. Uh, we'll get the first part on November 16th. And then we'll get the second part on December 14th. Oh. So, this will be this will be it for The Crown. I'm kind of so sad. How far, yeah, how far <laughs> does this one go up to when Queen Elizabeth dies? Now that you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if they or... adjusted it after okay. she passed, or they have not said. Okay. So, because I think originally the plan was just to go up to when William and Kate get married. Okay. Uh, well, which that, that would have be, been the. That would have been a good the, stopping. Platinum Jubilee? Is that right? Sounds about uh, right. Uh, I could be that wrong. Been, yeah, that would have been okay, or no, the Diamond Jubilee? There's a Diamond Jubilee. I don't know. The, the one that was right before she passed away was the Platinum. Okay, so then okay. that was the, the, the Diamond Jubilee then, so. Yeah. Um, I can't keep because that, that was a, that was like a whole like thing like England was just kind of in a, in a tizzy because the, the Queen was having a jubilee, the future King was getting married, London was hosting the Olympics. It was a yes. whole thing. Mm-hmm. So also Kate Kate is awesome. We love her. Yes, I, I do. I I think I think she's great. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, since because of the delay in production because of of the pandemic i don't know if they bothered to extend that to you know the passing of prince philip and then her majesty or 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 not so i don't know okay i guess we'll have to find out wait and find out watch watch and find out 
Yep. That would be interesting, like going that, getting that mod on, like just a couple years ago. That'd be interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Yep. yep. So there is that. So thank you, Netflix, for giving us something. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, and then the only other thing that we really have is uh, Chauncey and I took a little trip uh, Friday down to Lidouville to go see this year's incarnation of uh, American Horror Plex. Cool. Um, so uh, I had to get the invite to come check it out. They've done the last few years. Although I couldn't go on their actual media night because that was the same night I was going to see Ringo. So, but they were more than happy to to let to let me come another night. So we did the the following Friday. Um, so at the same it's at the same location, um, same theme. The the whole idea of the the Breckenheart Institute and these these mad scientists slash doctors doing experiments starting in world war ii and you know shenanigans happen um so but you can see with each passing year because this is the third year that that chauncey and i've gone um how they find ways to know improve and adjust things so while we're going to the same location and getting you know the same storyline we're not getting the exact same experience three years in a row which i really appreciate um you know if you're if you're involved in a project like that i could see you like even you know people putting it on like hey let's let's tell it in this different way or maybe we want to try something like this or you know, mm-hmm. integrating different ideas and techniques and stuff. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, they are somewhat subject to the space that they're in because they are using, the area they're in is a kind of an industrial area, but the buildings are old. Um, so obviously they can't be like knocking stuff down. Uh, but they're doing, I think they do a really good job of making do with the square footage that they have and again changing it up so that uh if you have been the previous year you think you know what's around the next corner and it's not you know it's it's all you know sometimes it's slightly different sometimes it's completely different there's a couple of new rooms that they've managed to fit into the blueprint um you know there's some new special effects um you know the the the, uh the people that they get the the scare actors are they're so entertaining and they're chauncey's favorite part of the entire thing too is just they they really get into it and you can tell that they are really just enjoying doing this you know night after night every season um they have also expanded their like scare options 
So you could do where you um you just you know you pay a regular admission and you walk through the attraction uh like you normally would but now they have added um oh i forget what it's called if i, I took a picture of the the sign because i know i was gonna forget um so yeah so they have your general admission uh, you have your VIP admission, which is a shoot a shorter line, um, and um, but they have what they call um, invasive surgery, and they put you, they give you like one of those like date, like those uh, reflective vests, like what construction workers wear, and if you're wearing that when you go through, um. It allows the scare actors to actually touch you, which I hate the idea of that. So thankfully, with the media pass, it's not that. It's just the basics. Because <laughs> so, otherwise, I've been like, nope, I'm leaving. Sorry. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> um, and then for anyone who maybe cannot make it right away, um, uh. You know, or maybe you want to extend the spooky season uh, past uh, actual Halloween. On November 3rd and 4th, they are offering, offering the institutionalized challenge for $50. And it says, be strapped in and personally escorted through the haunted house by one of our monsters. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I just have this mental flash from... The last David Tennant special strapped in yeah. that chair and getting trying to get rescued and his worst rescue ever as he's bumping down the stairs. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I was envisioning more Hannibal Lecter. Okay. But, well, but you, you know. get the gist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that works. That works too. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, if, if, if Halloween comes and, and rolls by and you've, you've, you've got the post Halloween blues, um, and you can get down to Louisville in early November on either of those dates, uh, you can extend your fun. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, a lot of fun to, uh, you know, go and, See the attraction, uh, check out uh, some of the other stuff. They usually have food available for sale, which they did. Um, they had a food truck uh, parked in the area. Um, they had a few vendors uh, selling things. Um, they had the escape rooms again, um, which the, the, the escape room that they offer is the five minute version uh so there's a fight the, the lady when we're talking to her after she said there's a five minute 30 minute an hour version but only at this they they just do the five minute version otherwise they would get backed up if it was busy um mm -hmm. so but we did the casino last year and chauncey and i beat it just barely um uh, so this this year we did the the murderer's cabin um 
and uh we actually beat that one too so cool uh, nice once we got over some technical difficulties (laughs) there's a there's a there's a thing you have to do involving a fishing rod and whoever had had it before got the fishing line all tangled up thankfully they were nice and paused the clock for us um (laughs) so but still it was just like <laughs> like we're fi- they're trying to fix it and unwind it and then the gal who's working she was trying to fix it and she's like this is probably enough to do what you need to do and i managed to make it work so but but yeah i um, I, I get plenty of flashbacks from having mess with the fishing line going fishing and then trying to fix it and yeah uh, basically yeah fishing line like doesn't care no um, it's basically kind of like the scene from a Griswold, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, where yeah. Griswold hands the great big ball of mm-hmm. lights to his kids, like, okay, here, Russ, have fun. Yeah, here, Russ, untangle these. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pretty That's much. pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, so that was... Yeah, uh, line is pretty unforgiving. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you think you got it right, and then you pull it, and then it tightens instead of loosens, and you're just like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if uh, if you're in the Louisville area or find yourself near the Louisville area, and uh, you know you want to kill a couple hours with a a well themed, well written. <laughs> uh haunted uh attraction i highly recommend checking out the american horrorplex so and i will have a little bit of a sneak peek on the youtube channel because you know you don't want to give it all away no so gotta leave some surprises yes Mm -hmm. yep so there is that um, and then next up, we've got feedback, just a little bit of feedback from Shalane. Uh, she says, one thing I just want to say that I didn't get to mention since the new Disney movie Wish is coming out for the 100 years of Disney, it could be a big hit because 10 years ago it was Disney's 90th anniversary and Frozen was released and it was and was a big hit. Yes, it was. <laughs> and people believe oh, Frozen never stopped hitting. Yeah, really. Uh, coming soon uh, and people believe that Frozen broke the direct to sequel curse along with Wreck-It Ralph because both films were released in movie theaters and part of Disney animation films while Disney's direct sequels were part of Disney Toons the studio that did the Disney sequels we'll see what the next 10 years do for Disney yes we will uh, this is another thing about the strike that some shows that were announced years ago are cancelled and new shows that Last only for two, three seasons are canceled. Yes, that's just a unfortunate side effect of uh, yes. things like these these strikes as as stuff mm-hmm. stuff uh, stuff that was announced may never happen, and some stuff um, that was already going just fizzles yeah, out. Well, every, <laughs> so. Everyone's feeling the pinch, so get yep. used to it. Yep. So that is Shalane's uh, feedback. Thank you, Shalane. So 
Speaking of shows that thankfully have not gotten pinched because they have announced that we are getting a season four, which makes me very excited. I think makes us all excited. Um, is only murders in the building. So we have confirmed that we are getting a season four. Whatever they are able to get back to work. <laughs> so, uh, but this season, this season with this cast bringing in some uh, some uh, faces that we have seen before <laughs> in other places. So, of course, we have our uh, usual uh, trio of Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And uh, but this year they really leaned into the fact that uh, Martin Short's character Oliver um, is kind of a, a, a I mean he's he's a Broadway producer and director, but he's not a very good one. Um. <laughs> uh. But he gets the opportunity to do a new show after several flops and as we saw in the teaser at the end of last episode where they were there with them in the theater on opening night the star of his show played by paul rudd because everybody loves paul rudd um it comes out to you know say his opening lines and drops dead and that's where they kind of left us until we get to this season and you have to find out why anyone would want to kill Paul Rudd because everybody loves Paul Rudd. According to that Budweiser commercial from so many years ago. So, but uh, in the... Uh, because, but the thing is, it, because... This is what Oldie Murder does really well as with as far as murder mysteries is they always find a way to have a little twist um to keep us on our toes, uh essentially. Um and this 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 season was uh no exception. So uh mm-hmm. you know there you get ben glenroy who dies comes dead you know on the in the opening opening night and um and then yes they all is the rest of the cast of the play meet after ben shows up he's like no i'm actually alive <laughs> and everybody's like what the hell um, you don't have to kill queens, princes of the universe, or anything of that sort. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's like, nope, I'm alive, and everybody's like, oh, that's wild, man. And then mm-hmm. he ends up dead again, properly yep. this time because he falls yep. down an elevator shaft. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So that is the 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 big murder that needs to be solved is who killed Ben Glenroy twice. 
Um, and there are red herrings galore. We're not just talking the dip that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, there's Oliver, literally red herring. Uh, there's yeah. literally red herring in, in this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, <laughs> it gets eaten. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. But in the, in, like, you know, because we've been with these characters for two seasons already, you they know, obviously. To beat. <laughs> yeah. We, we're really getting into, um, you know, uh, they've got their, their personal lives. Um, you know, Mabel is uh, losing her, well, it's not her apartment, it's her aunt's apartment that she's been living in for the last two seasons. Her aunt has sold it, so she has to find a, a new place to live. Um, meanwhile, her love life is kind of stagnant until she meets this new guy. Um, and then um, Charles, played by Steve Martin, um you know is uh had started a relationship with was she his makeup artist yes on the brazos yes. reboot yes joy was um, the she makeup worked with artist. him on brazos on the original brazos too but the, she was back working to, doing his makeup for the the brazos reboot um you know he's in a relationship with her which goes sideways really quickly because she's yeah charles has really bad taste in women oh, he yes. really knows how to pick them he mm -hmm. really should well consider... so does oliver sometimes but oliver kind of, is more yeah. towards the good though let's just yeah. yeah charles charles has a like a psychopath woman magnet um yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh um, the, the, the crazy he knows how to find them <laughs> yeah um and then Oliver, you know, played by Martin Short, um, is you know trying to to revive his his Broadway career again. Mm -hmm. Um and uh thought he really had something with this play called Death Rattle. Yeah. Which that is of course, something with that kind of title, Oliver Putnam would be like, absolutely, uh, I'm going to direct it. I'm going to direct this play. Um, but if, in the process of Ben dying twice, Oliver decides that he does not want to give up on the show. And in a moment of hallucinating, whatever, um, he decides the death rattle should be turned into a musical death rattle dazzle um, and it needs to be complete the, the which means the show needs to be completely rehaul re redone in three weeks because yeah. <laughs> he's got the that he's got scream oliver I don't know what does. Yeah. I mean he's got the it's like he's got the funding you know he's got this, this yeah. crazy He's got the bank mother son <laughs> duo who have Creepy, way cringy. too way too close of relationship. There's an Oedipus yeah. thing going on there. Like yeah, nobody's business. Oh um, yes, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent agree and, with you, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mom even took one look at that and she's like, "I hope this isn't going to take the twist that it's looking." Yeah, at it. I hope not either yeah so yeah we've got we got donna and, and cliff this mother and son duo 
that have way more money now to do with but cliff uh, sees himself as a budding broadway producer and this was going to be his first show um so oliver you know wants to not let the opportunity pass and so you know he panders to cliff's ego um and you know convinces him to to let him keep the money and maybe a bit more because musicals are more expensive uh and uh you know, overhaul this thing in a matter of weeks to become death rattle dazzle. Um, in the process of dealing, you know, and he, he, you know, he gets so distracted by that and his budding relationship with Meryl Streep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, which I loved her in this is Loretta. Um, oh, she is so awesome as Loretta. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, she keeps him, but yeah. she's so nuanced that it, it's perfect. Yeah, it's like, you know, with, um, you know, Meryl Streep, you know, she's, you know, she's one of the most awarded film actresses of all time, uh, oh, yeah. as far as nominations and wins, uh, you know, it, a lot of the stuff that she's won for tends to be period pieces. Mm-hmm. Um which I've seen a handful of them. Um, not all of them are period pieces. Uh, you know, Kramer versus Kramer. That was set right. in the time period it was made. Um, and then a cry in the, was it a cry in the dark or cry in the wilderness? But I'm not sure uh, something if like that, that one was a period piece or not. Yeah, she's, the she's Australian done. Australian Outback yeah. with yeah, the she, single she, ate my baby yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> her her resume is very long Long. um yeah um and of course turning in this it turning this into a musical is not outside of her wheelhouse as we discovered with mama mia yeah right um you know she can carry a tune so but it was just it was is there was just something very almost fresh seeing meryl streep in a role like this yes so, because it's like it's different than what we're used to seeing her in, but it's not so different that you're like, this is weird, right? Because it puts her in a setting that Meryl Streep in real life would be comfortable in anyway, which is right. and you know, getting ready to her... to do an acting gig, right? And seeing her on the small screen versus the big screen, but I mean there's no differentiation whatsoever she's got it nailed yeah yeah she's 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 fabulous she's 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 absolutely wonderful um and then we got a couple cameos (laughs) yes because it's like there's because it's like you know this whole thing with the murder and at one point the evidence makes it look like loretta maybe killed ben um, but yeah, you know, that's the way that that's one constant that has been yeah the same through all three seasons is it bounces around who who looks like they might be the actual murderer, uh, and we never find out who it actually is until the last episode, um, because otherwise you wouldn't keep turning in week after week. Exactly, uh, <laughs> that's how TV used to work. Uh-huh. Um. So there's a eventually there's this uh, this argument 
that occurs between our trio and uh you know oliver is distracted with the 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 musical charles is distracted with his crazy fiance that ends up dumping him which he dodged a bullet there um, yeah yeah really uh, poor william mckinley um mm-hmm. yes the fish not the actual president yes yeah. um, that's, a, that's a whole thing <laughs> yeah. um while also feeling like he's not while he's doing the 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 playing the constable really for oliver but also it's feeding into his ego because you know he's like every now and then he'll be like well you know i am an established actor uh like he doesn't want to lean into the ego but sometimes he does uh which yeah. I, I think I, kind of fun uh because oliver he's just he, his, his ego is just like whatever which you know is a as a good is a good uh folly to uh steve martin trying to be the more kind of level-headed mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, I just love steve martin and martin short as a duo but then you throw the selena gomez in there and there's something about the three of them together there's a chemistry there that you know i i know i've mentioned this before like when they originally announced this series at d23 however many years ago it was and they're like yeah there's gonna be this show on hulu with martin short and steve martin i'm like oh and then they're like selena gomez and it's like what it's like Mm -hmm. i because i did not think it was i just thought it was i I didn't think it was necessarily gonna be that good uh but then when it started i'm like okay take back everything i said it's so good (laughs) the three of them together Mm -hmm. are just oh yeah are so so good um and uh but at one point like they the you know the only murders podcast kind of blows up uh-huh. um and mabel starts to do it on her own with assistance from tobert the right. guy that she meets um, or toberon yeah <laughs> toberon. <laughs> to, yeah. was it charles who gave him that nickname or was it oliver <laughs> yeah. i can't remember it was i think it was charles yeah. uh <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, at one point we get Cinna back, mm-hmm. played by Tina, Tina Fey. That um, was kind of an underused, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they brought, they brought her back for like a hot second, yeah, to see if maybe she could rope Mabel into being part of her, you know, podcast empire. Uh, while Cinda's like also trying to convince people that she has had a complete change in personality because of the pandemic, but really it's just for clicks uh, mm-hmm. and downloads and listens. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more just a reminder that she's out there and yeah, maybe I'm she'll come back to play it, play a bigger part maybe next season. Yeah, I think you, you, yeah, you could be right there, but it was just like, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um and um yeah and then we have uh detective williams again yeah. <laughs> poor uh-huh. donna uh-huh. <laughs> i love her i do too she's just this loud take no shit from anybody <laughs> police detective who and is she also knows her, she knows is also a wing. really 
really big theater nerd. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so don't you try to be telling her anything different because she will school you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, basically, she's kind of like Professor McGonagall when she sees Oliver. <laughs> Yeah, Charlie. he's like, whenever there's trouble, why is it always you three? You three, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known. Yeah. That that's 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 pretty Can't much pretty much how it goes. Um oh. Um and then we get some uh some some cameos because at one point Charles quits mm-hmm. uh the the musical, so then they gotta find a replacement, yeah. and then Cliff comes in clutch with of course, anybody that appears on Only Murders as themselves, obviously, it's a fictionalized version of themselves. Yeah. Like, we've had Sting, we've had Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it's Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, the, with the warning from... <laughs> Except he got the warning a little too late from Bill Brooks. Brooks so, yes. Yeah, which... It's just like, you nod your head and say yes, but you don't give in. Yeah. Which you know what I, I have done theater in my day. Um, maybe it's just because I never did anything very large enough to have the kind of pressure that Charles was under with the Patter song. I've never heard of the White Room. Uh, uh-uh, I haven't either. But so I mean, total sense. <laughs> I have had a moment where I've completely forgotten my lines. Uh, but there was no white room. There was just awkward silence on stage until I realized that the person backstage who was loudly whispering in my direction was trying to feed me the line that I had forgotten. Um, <laughs> so I was in like junior high. So, yeah. Um, uh, but of course, Matthew Broderick being Matthew Broderick, of course, he comes in and can do the song perfectly. But this version of Matthew Broderick apparently takes method acting to a whole other level a creepy whole new level a creepy (laughs) whole new level like he doesn't just try to embody the character he tries to create an entire backstory and certain things in his mind would determine certain actions he would take with said character so it's like are they from new york what part of new york are they from you know brooklyn versus queens because uh a constable from brooklyn versus a constable from queens is gonna act completely different I'm like really uh mm-hmm. and even all i can't remember like, really? there was a wisconsin reference brought up and i was like uh no we ain't going there uh, yeah sorry bud <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you ain't dragging my skate into this yes <laughs> <laughs> the poor poor oliver's like you know getting on facetime with mel brooks like you've worked with broderick before like is he always like this and mel brooks is like dude you're screwed um, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's too late now you, you've let the cow out of the president. barn yeah um but then there's this there's all sort of course there's all sorts of references in there uh in the entire entire series uh i'll have linked in the show notes uh, a video of of various easter eggs uh that you might have missed in in the season that includes references to other stuff that that several of the cast have done like in ben's 
apartment after he's dead and you know they're uh, mm-hmm. going to to sell all of his collectibles there yep. are ben glenroy eyes versions of stuff mm-hmm. yeah that that paul Rudd is done so that there's a, a a knockoff of ant-man there's a knockoff yep. of his character from anchorman <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> i'm surprised they missed the father of the bride reference <laughs> there is uh when selena's in the wedding dress and they're like are yes. you the father of the bride yes you know <laughs> so yeah there's a nice father of the bride reference there uh there's mm-hmm. lots of references to meryl streep's uh works inside her apartment um so um but it was <laughs> this is so funny because it's like uh it would would Oliver's on the phone with Mel Brooks and and they end up talking about because obviously Broderick Broderick was in the producers both on stage mm-hmm. and in the in the the film the musical film adaptation because um, the producers just one of those where it was a, a, a just a regular movie turned into a musical adapted the musical into film you know one of those um, and uh Oliver mentions that he never saw the producers. <laughs> Mel Brooks is like, it was on for like 10 years. But what's funny is Martin Short in real life has been in a production of the producers. That's so what I thought. Yeah. playing the role that Matthew Broderick played. So. <laughs> so the fact that Oliver's like, I never saw it. Meanwhile, Martin Short was in it at one point. So. Uh, is uh is rather was rather funny. I thought I I I was like I understood that reference. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was like I got. It. Um. So yeah, so there's lots of shenanigans and running around and callbacks to uh you know other characters at the Arconia. Um. You know so um. But eventually, uh, they figure out they figure out who did it, kind of. Right. And we get more backstory with Uma, which helps kind of move the stuff along too. Yeah, because because this whole thing with with Ben is Ben supposedly had this reputation of being like a real jackass, mm-hmm. which he kind of was. Oh, yeah. uh, um, but at the same time, he had a a softer side to him yeah um because it's his brother dicky yeah who is his manager and and you know does everything for him and um there's uh at one point uh was it dicky or was it someone else that accused uh ben of going to to see prostitutes i think it was dicky I yeah. think it was Nikki, or he was, or he was supposedly covering for his brother because somebody had yeah. said that. But it Some, turns so, out yeah, because Ben entirely. Yeah, because yeah, Ben would get drunk, and then go out and disappear, and then all he'd say is is bitches get stitches or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, uh, and it turns out they're not prostitutes. It's a sewing circle with little old ladies. Yes. <laughs> Who own a sewing shop, like a fabric shop, <laughs> yes. called like something in stitches, bitches and stitches, or something like yeah, that. Something like, yeah, bitches get stitches. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I mean, um, some, a complete plot twist that nobody saw. Yes. Him, but it's like, oh, that makes sense. And hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so and then Ben's got this whole thing about like he likes to fast before he performs, but he's got a really soft spot for cookies and other baked goods but especially cookies which i can't blame him because i have got a sweet tooth like nobody's beside would really like a cookie right now actually um i could easily devour a cookie if somebody put it in front of me uh so it's like but by the time they got to the the video and from the camera that was had been in ben's dressing room and you see him talking but you can't see who it is he's talking to and then you get the recordings of detective williams kind of pseudo interrogations of people i had figured out the the video ben is talking to the cookie he's talking to a cookie yeah it's not another person he's like you know you'd ruin he's like you'd destroy me you'd ruin my career it's because he thinks carbs and sugar would like totally screw him up or something um again he's got a bit of an ego bit of a jackass but nice guy at the yeah. same time mm-hmm. um and it does turn out that the, the cookie the cookie does kind of ruin him because it had been poisoned with rat poison uh not that he noticed because he shoved the whole thing into his face right. yeah. uh, how much rat poison does <laughs> yeah how how many how many rats is a Ben Glenroy? You know? Yeah, <laughs> it turns out they were right. As far as the cookie was concerned, Donna did do it. Yes. So, but was before that, at one point, it looked like Dicky baby maybe had done it because he was jealous of Ben because Dicky was adopted, mm-hmm. and then so because his parents couldn't conceive a baby. Um, and then he was adopted and then all of a sudden they got pregnant and with this miracle baby and then ben's like supposed to be all talented becomes this great actor uh you know doing these movies and tv shows and all this stuff and so while yes dicky was a little jealous he was never he, he would never hurt his brother no. um but loretta confesses that she did it because it looks like Dickie's going to get arrested and she does it because it turns out that she is actually Dickie's biological mother. Mm-hmm. So all those years ago when she was trying to start her own acting career, little casting couch thing type oh, happened. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She got knocked up. Of course, she's like 19 at the time. She's like, I can't be a mother so she puts the baby up for adoption happens to be the future ben glenroy's parents so they adopt her baby boy she goes off to try and make her acting career be a thing um and uh you know he dicky gets raised you know with the glenroys and the but then they have surprise baby ben um mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, Loretta at one point, you know, tries to throw herself under the bus thinking that her, her son, who doesn't even know yet that, that she's his biological mother is, is going to go to, go to jail for murder that she thinks he committed. Um, so, uh, but it, it turns out that Donna actually was the one that poisoned the cookie, um, 
but it in this in the process of that she also confesses to pushing ben down the elevator shaft because she ends up doing the same thing that loretta was doing trying to save her kid uh-huh. uh and it turns out that cliff her son oedipus um yeah <laughs> uh was the one that pushed Ben down the, the elevator shaft after having an, an argument about Ben figured out that Donna had poisoned him. Correct, but yeah. because of all the other drugs that Ben had in, in his system, it only just kind of knocked him into like a coma type thing. So it seemed right. like he was dead. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it, it it turns out that uh that Ben was killed twice, uh kind of, uh by yep. mother and son. Mother tries to protect child, but Cliff ends up confessing his his part of it and they get arrested. But in the process, uh Death Rattle Dazzle does end up going off really well. So well, I really yeah. wish that they would just take everything they'd have of just the musical without the plot stuff and just give us what they've got so because i i think i figured out the plot of death rattle as absurd as it is is Uh the idea that there's this lighthouse somewhere probably up on the east coast yeah maine or something like that yeah i'm sure Brittany could probably be like yes this would be appropriate uh (laughs) <laughs> places i have been uh <laughs> like i've seen lighthouses like that before um so there's this lighthouse and habitating in it is the pickwick triplets who are of an undetermined age they're still in diapers we know that much um uh-huh. and still in in bassinets but old enough that That's potentially um, they could commit murder because their mother ends up dead uh because it's just them and their mother and their nanny living in this lighthouse their their father is is nowhere in the picture um and the constable played by you know the part played by charles hayden savage slash steve martin um it's kind of like the local cop you know uh-huh. um you know in a, in a in a small town like this like crime really doesn't happen so he's kind of like you know not quite bumbling but this is kind of over his pay scale um and um so he has the whole patter song uh about which of the the pickwick triplets did it um uh-huh. which Thankfully, Hulu has on their YouTube channel has put all of the musical numbers up with the all the plot stuff taken out. So you can watch them just like a music video, which is nice. But it would be kind of cool if we could get like the whole like production. Um, Right. Because there's only two songs on Spotify, the Pickwick and then Look for the Light. Yeah. Yeah. Though they have they have all of the the songs on on hulu so um so when the the constable realizes i don't know if it's because the constable realizes he's in over his head or just word gets out like this private detective shows up which was supposed to be played by glenn, ben 
until Ben died. And then his understudy ends up getting way too over-medicated uh, to go on. So Oliver steps in, which yeah. is great because it gives Martin Short a chance to show, you know, his his chops, which is which yeah. is which is fabulous considering um what's her face uh from the arconia the one the one lady the neighbor who was friends with bunny um when she she's sitting next to matthew broderick in the audience and she's like he's like and she you know oliver appears and they start doing the opening number creature of the night um and she's like she's like broadway's you know worst triple threat can't sing can't dance can't direct or whatever and it's like yeah that's I, what it was yeah can't she's sing, just can't act can't yeah. yep yeah it's like which is funny you know it's funny because it's martin short and he can so <laughs> you know um right yeah so yeah so oliver steps in at, to play the part of this like private detective and um there's this whole subplot kind of that the nanny seems to care for the the children more than their mother ever did um and you know this whole idea that a mother will do anything for the sake and love of a child which is like a huge like green flag that hey it's probably donna and her son that probably did (laughs) so it's like (laughs) That's why it made, you know, Loretta confessing, trying to protect Dickie, you know, was like close, wrong mother and son combo. Mm-hmm. You know, for for the, the for this. Um and but it turned it in in Death Rattle Dazzle, it turns out that the Pickwick's children's the Pickwick triplets mother was killed by the private detective because he is the triplets' father. Mm-hmm. But that's as, uh, that is all of the plot that we got. Yeah, because the end of the musical gets kind of ruined when Cliff threatens to jump out of a trap door that's on in the ceiling uh, above the stage and plummet to his death on the scenery while the musical. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and Charles knows something's going on, but he's still trying to keep in role and. Try yeah. to fuse at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just, uh, you know, but they, they figure it out. They, you know, the, 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 everything gets straightened out. Dickie finds out, you know, figure, figures out that Loretta is, is his mother without her ever having to tell him. He's like, I just kind of felt it. You know, it's very deep. Uh-huh. Um, and then, in theory, everybody's supposed to, you know, the, 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 the musical gets a good review, which is good. Yeah. Um, cause it was going to get a, it was going to get a bad review back when it was still a play, which was, su- uh, and Ben was the biggest reason why the play sucked. Right. And that was why Donna wanted to kill Ben because he was the weakest link in the chain. Because she and wanted to see baby boy succeed. She wanted to see her little boy, her little Oedipus, be a successful Broadway producer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, Oedipus complex, so gross. Um, uh, so it's like, 
you know, they give us, you know, they, we get we get these clues, uh, and of course, you know, there's lots of lot, like I said, lots of Easter eggs to some of the work that that uh, some of our, our co-stars have done, um, and then you know they have the the you know after show party, everybody's happy, yay. Um, Tobert tells Mabel that he's going out to California to do uh, a gig because he's a, a professional videographer and documentary maker. Um, and uh, Loretta has been offered uh, an acting job out in California as well. Um, and of course, she and Oliver are a thing. Um, so she wants, <laughs> yeah. He's willing to he's willing to go out there and yeah you know, see what kind of you know things he could do uh show wise out in out in California um and uh it it looks like all three of them are going to go out to California but at the same time not cuz Mabel really wants to stay in New mm-hmm. York cuz uh, she's like I've got personal things that I need to straighten out you know and then you do that here um so i i kind of hope maybe that the we'll at least get some stuff california stuff next season mm-hmm. um, or maybe like half and half they yeah. split half the season half in yeah, new york but, half in... yeah but considering the dead body is in new york yeah. um our next dead body is in new york <laughs> still in new york uh was funny okay which is again if you don't know like your tv shows and stuff loretta gets offered a role in a gray's anatomy spinoff what's funny is tobert is played by jesse williams who was on gray's anatomy so (laughs) again keeping it in the abc family um um but of course, you know, we can't end without a murder. So we end with a murder, but I don't think the person who got murdered is supposed to be the person who got murdered. Oh no. I don't just I don't cons- think so. Just considering I, the text said Scott Bakula said hi. Yeah, there's this whole thing with, with Charles's ex moving uh-huh. off running off and supposedly now shacking up with scott bacula which again alternate universe in real life scott bacula is happily married um yeah. at least of this recording it's actually his birthday today as we're recording this too oh, <laughs> so, appropriate captain yes. archer and yeah. <laughs> sam beckett Good. um yes. uh so but yeah uh you know his his ex fiance is taken off which run scott run um yes. <laughs> you don't need that yeah. kind of crazy um, she's cuckoo for cocoa puffs mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh uh and when why was it just like at the end of season one somebody is like oh we need more alcohol i'll go get some and then somebody ends up dead because this yeah. is exactly what happened at the end of season one, where where Mabel right. was like, "I'm gonna go get more champagne," and mm-hmm. Bunny ends up dead, and Mabel yep. ends up covered in her blood. This case, right. Charles is all like, "I've got this cool vintage wine, I'm gonna go get it," and then 
you see in Charles's apartment someone who the silhouette looks like Charles. Oh yeah. Ends up getting stabbed, shot. It's very quiet. I'm thinking, so I'm not entirely I'm thinking sure. shot with uh, silencer because I think there is a bullet hole in the window. Oh, okay. It was it was just so quiet. It was like right. When one minute they're they're you know <laughs> it's creeping through the dark next thing you know they're on the ground and you know trying to write stuff in blood with their fingers. Um but it turns out that that's it wasn't Charles in his apartment. It was his stunt, stunt double, Saz, who played by Jane Lynch. Um, and uh, I honestly think whoever killed Saz thought that that was Charles, and right. it was a case of mistaken identity because in the dark, yeah, it'd be a little harder to tell them apart. So right, so, uh, so which means somebody has it out for Charles. Right. So I'm wondering, here's my theory. It's Joy with the combination of what's her name who's behind bars. And I think they're you, you think it's a you think it's a tag team of Charles's crazy exes? I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. Unless somebody's coming out of the woodwork that we don't know about <laughs> that has an axe to grind with Charles. I mean <laughs> could be i mean because i mean zaz has been talking to the two of them that is true and zaz has probably been spilling the beans about some of the stuff that charles has been up to and uh yeah told told the wrong piece of information to the wrong person exactly and Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, I can do something with this. <laughs> yes. Like revenge. I'd be, checking, I'd be checking prison records to see who's visited whom. That's a good idea. Yeah. Which is why I think that, that that's going to keep that's going to keep here. them in New York. That's why I think yeah. it's going to keep them in New York, especially if Charles has a target on his back. Right. They're neither neither Oliver nor Mabel are going to want to leave him alone. Who knew? Uh -uh. So uh, they, they're going to be on him like a little crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that the question is: Is it just Charles that was targeted, or was he just the first one of opportunity? And it's not all three of them that potentially oh, be targets. That's also a good point. It that's could be. It could be point. someone out for the podcast the as a whole. Yes. Oh man, and my eyes suddenly turn to yeah. these characters. Sit up. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow I think Sin is gonna play into this. Mm-hmm. So but yeah. Yeah. I who knows? That's the thing. Thank they do they do such a good four. job about keeping us guessing. Yes. Because it's like I thought I called it with Donna. Mm -hmm. they, but you know when, and they called it with donna but at the same time i was like that's too easy there has yep. to be another twist and it turns out that yeah there is a twist it it was donna it just wasn't just donna, donna. <laughs> yeah so it was like <sighs> mother daughter or mother mother son, son. Uh, murder plot here yeah yeah they're gonna have to figure out how to do without each other being separated mm -hmm. by 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 prison bars so yeah because 
Yeah, they t- yeah. they tend to keep the men and the women separated. So, mm-hmm. yep. But yeah, Ugh. it's so good, so good. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, I'm so glad we're getting another season. So, oh yeah. All right, I think maybe they could do one, maybe two more. I think that would yeah. be good. I think four or five yes. seasons. I think would be good. Yep. N- yeah, now we just need to get Chevy Chase and we get the three amigos back. And- yeah. <laughs> I know some people. <laughs> I know some people desperately want a three amigos reunion. They would have to they would have to come up with something. As much that as would I work. love the as much as I love the three amigos. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those it's so bad, it's good yes. type movies because the movies crap really mm-hmm. uh but it's just so fun because the three of them together is yep. a good pairing it's what makes it <laughs> yes but chevy chase has got some baggage yes he does as a human being so mm-hmm. he is notoriously yeah. a dick to work with yeah so um you know if if steve and martin it's so weird saying their names together because it sounds like I'm saying Steve Martin and just right. putting a really long pause yeah. <laughs> in between. Martin but if I Chase. go by last name <laughs> or Martin and yeah, yeah, because I can't go by short, last yeah. name because then it said then it's like Martin Short again. It just sounds like I'm putting a really you big do, pause you in do there. Do what no they reason. do. You do with the with those um, before and after puzzles in Wheel of Fortune. Do you just call them? You just call them both Steve Martin Short. Yes, yeah. exactly. Martin, there you Steve, go. Steve Martin Short. Yeah. Steve Martin Short. Um, so it's like you know what? If they are willing to put up with with Chevy, more power to them. Mm-hmm. So you know if he's if he's willing to to behave, um, yeah, I think he I think he could be a great uh you know even just a, a cameo you know, right he doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a, a a significant part of it you know matthew broderick is only in a in a, a handful of scenes you know sting only appears you know short period of time i mean you can easily pull because it's set in new york and they film in new york at least some of it um i mean you can easily pull from from broadway you know take your pick Mm-hmm. of of people so um yeah there's all there's all sorts of people that uh i think would make really good either playing someone else or playing a fictionalized version of themselves like adina menzel i think she would be fabulous oh, yeah. on this so lin man lin manuel miranda yep <laughs> bring it on yes wish list <laughs> yes absolutely so so many so many options uh for for people to uh grease us with their their presence like i said it's since i'm not involved and i wouldn't be there it's not going to affect me so you know what like i said if chevy chase wants if they're willing to put up with him and he's willing to, to to behave himself i say do it yeah, and I would, they can uh, just do an audio clip. Him sending in audio feedback, and boom. Yeah, <laughs> or or just like a, a a FaceTime, like they did with Mel Brooks. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. Keep it short yeah. and sweet, and don't have to worry about too much baggage. <laughs> yes. Exactly. 
Exactly. So, but since we know we're getting a fourth season, we can all kind of breathe mm-hmm. <laughs> a little easier. So um, now it's just a matter of the, the acting strike ending so that they can film it. So, because yeah. the right, I mean, the writers are back, so the writers could start working on scripts if they mm-hmm. wanted to. I know a lot of them are still out there on the picket line supporting their their actor yes. friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have they have their toes in both pools. Yes. Um, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, this is this is just this is one of those shows. You know, it's it's kind of like. You know, we've had some shows like this throughout the years. You know, this like the librarians, where it's like mm-hmm. it's it's not huge, right? But it's done so well, and the following it does have is strong enough that they keep bringing it back. Yes, and I mean that's kind of what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, to if if you want good quality television it doesn't matter whether it's you know super big multi-million dollar budget game of thrones-esque or this weird little kind of streaming murder mystery with two old comedians and you know uh jen whatever jen selena gomez is because she's mm-hmm. however old she is 30 uh i think 30 so. something so yeah <laughs> whatever generation she's in because of her age so um because i don't think she's i think she's too young you know, so uh <laughs> at, at 31 so i don't know i kids these days um yeah, i don't know millennial i'm 33 yeah yeah millennial, millennials aren't the aren't the young obnoxious whippersnappers anymore yeah she's born in 92 so okay i don't know what the cutoff is for for millennials because hey, i'm an i'm an elder millennial so, so uh, and i i got it i got almost a decade on her so yeah <laughs> Recently, uh, one of my one of my coworkers at the library had this huge poster up, and it was like it said, "When were you born?" And it had you know people put a dot, little dot sticker on when we were born, and so it was like there was the silent generation, the greatest generation, uh, boomers, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, and Generation Alpha. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there was. I know we're getting off track, but this is just funny. So there, there was um, the 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 football team for the high school. I think they are. They look twelve to me, but who knows? They were they were there. Um, they're at the library using a room to you know watch film, watch game film, and plan to get all in their uniforms and whatever. And they were waiting in the front lobby, waiting for you know the the coaches to get to get the room reservations up. Anyway. They were looking at the poster and putting dots under greatest generation because they wanted to be the greatest. Yes. <laughs> and that was, Sorry, and was guys. Like, that's not how that works. It's like, no, you guys are, that's like your great grandparents by now, which is really stupid because mm-hmm. my grandparents. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the generation yeah. thing is weird. We all, we, we had a we had a big month long yeah. discussion about it because it was a quick yeah. quick quick google search 
Selena Gomez would still be considered a millennial. Okay. Just a yeah, just at the younger end. So because the cutoff apparently is at 1994. So yeah, uh, yeah. Your mileage may vary. Like yeah, yeah, I've seen some say like like. 85 to 95 or even into 99 it's and nobody nobody can can really because there's no authority on this no the tail end of the the tail end of the 70s to the part of the you know to the beginning part of the 80s there's that little cutoff yeah distinction there too quite frankly and i'm gonna i'm gonna brag on myself for a minute because i had so many Adults tell me as I was growing up, it's like, you know what, you are like 10 years more mature than the rest of your peers. And I'm like, and so now that I'm older, and I'm like, I feel like I identify better with, with Gen X than I do with yeah. millennials. I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the fact that Steve Martin and Martin Short are boomers. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yes. And then yeah. there's this, yeah. It's a anyway. whole generational mix, you know. Yes. Yes. But it's a generational mix that works. Yes. Yeah. And at first yeah. you wouldn't think, okay. but it works. Yes. Yeah. It's okay to like to like people from your parents' generation, guys. It's all right. Yes. Yeah. You know, they didn't ruin everything. They're actually no. some of them are pretty smart and know what they're doing. Well, at least these two do. Yes. <laughs> so. So that is oh excuse me only murders in the building season three yeah so good stuff yes it was appointment television <laughs> it was yeah yeah i would i fell behind on some other stuff but not with only murders <laughs> mm-hmm. every tuesday mom would be reminding me it's like hey we got an episode we got an episode I'm like i know i know yeah isn't that a nice feeling? Yes. Yeah. Gotta watch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it is on Hulu, so if anyone needs to catch up and you have access to Hulu, there you go. Um, and, and lucky you guys, season is done, so you can completely binge and not have to wait a week like we. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Those of us who watched it as it dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Speaking of all that generational stuff, it's like, yeah, I grew up watching shows week to week, day to day. But now I'm just used to the binge model, and I'm like, I'm gonna wait till they're all out, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I will watch them. And this is what this is true of anything. So. Yep. That's anyway. Well, anyway, if any of our listeners have watched Only Murders in the Building and they want to give us your thoughts, please send us some feedback. We will read it out on the show. You may send that at um, our email address, which is fiveishfangirls at gmail dot com. You can also visit our website, which is the5ishfangirls.com, and you can get our show notes and links to our social media. If you leave comments on the site or our, or any of our other uh, feeds, you can we'll treat that as feedback as well. We have a YouTube channel. Um, Rachel mentioned it earlier with her uh, visit to Louisville and uh, the crap. What's it called? I just brain my my brain just went down. American Horror Picks. Uh, that's that one. Uh, so go check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, we also have ways to support the podcast through Patreon or our merch shop. And the merch shop is, you know, bags, stickers, mugs. I think it's got t-shirts, whatever's on there. Go check it out. Uh, all of it helps support the podcast and keeps us, keeps us going. Um, and, of course, 
We thank you for your support and your feedback, comments, likes, subscribes, and all that good, good stuff because you guys make this fun when we, when we have an audience. I mean, like I said before, we'd waffle on about this to each other anyway, but it's cool that we've got we've got an audience for it as well. So mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Yeah, it's always wild when they see like us tagged or somebody yeah. comments on something. And it's like I don't know who you are. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you're not someone I'm related to. Yeah, more than mm-hmm. I know in real life. This is yeah. cool. <laughs> not that I don't appreciate my relatives and friends and whatnot. So sending in and, and interacting with us, but you know, there's just a little something extra when it's a when you don't know. Mm-hmm. Take yep. care, everybody. Have a good week. Yep. Yes. It's getting cold out there in some spots, so stay warm. Mm-hmm. That is Mornings have been chilly, but the days, the, the afternoons have gotten mm-hmm. kind of hot, so keep that jacket handy. Yep. Layers are your friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, we will take our death rattle dazzle handkerchiefs and sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Bella saying goodnight. Christy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis. All right. Give us a shot. Coochie coochie coo. What if none of it is true? Has my inspection been too cursory? Should I look outside the nursery? What if none of the pickwick triplets did it? Who'd have a menacing motive and hit it? Who? 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 Well, I pick you! We agree on a lot! Like Paul Rudd! Everybody loves Paul Rudd! (laughs) I didn't know this was gonna happen. Thank you for listening to The Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. Mm-hmm.